Bidzy Small Business Society number 36. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisov. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Today on Bidzy Small Business Society, we are joined by Kevin Rogers. Kevin went from a dead broke stand-up comedian to one of the most in-demand online sales consultants to marketers, corporations, and brick-and-mortar businesses. His background as a stand-up comedian and an in-the-trenches salesperson has resulted in a deceptively simple four-sentence formula that Kevin calls the 60-second sales hook. Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure, Rob. Thanks, man. It's great to be here. Uh, essentially, I think the the need to know facts are that I was a stand-up comedian in my 20s. I toured all over the United States performing comedy and, you know, got to work with some really cool people like Chris Rock and uh, Louis C.K. and, uh, yeah, Zach Galifianakis when they were all kind of unknowns, you know, and uh, it's great to see them all evolve now into into what they are. And uh, for me, though, I, I kind of realized at some point that the spotlight isn't what I needed quite as much as the creative process. And so I, you know, began to fall in love with uh, writing and, and collaborating with others. And um, it's c- kind of in a really roundabout way. I had no idea there was this thing called copywriting or even this world of direct response marketing. Uh, but now I found my way here and I'm, a am been a very successful and proud and, uh, sometimes still surprised to say, <laughs> uh, direct response copywriter. And now, uh, I've stopped working with, um, client projects and my main focus is, you know, nurturing my community, my members only community of copywriters and business owners called copy chief where, uh, freelance copywriters and business owners, product creators all work together to write the best sales campaigns possible. Sure. So what was the point at which you left stand-up comedy? Can you remember the shift you made and when you saw the opportunity to make a business out of sales, marketing, consulting, and ultimately writing copy? Yeah, well, there was about a four-year gap between those things where I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I did make a conscious effort to get out of stand-up for the sole reason that I was I was really burnt out on traveling on the road and having to go collect my money uh, one holiday and lounge at a time. And uh, I knew that I had met the woman that I was supposed to spend my life with. And I met her when I was 19, actually. So we were sort of in love and aware of each other for my entire comedy career. But we realistically understood that, you know, it, if ever, it would be a long time before we could ever actually be together. So I kind of woke up one day and I went, man, one thing I know for sure is going to leave me if I don't do something about it. Right. And so I 
had her, you know, I just made the moves I needed to, to, to get us, uh, in the same town. And, uh, and it worked out beautifully and we've been married 16 years now. And, uh, she's always supported me and believed in me, uh, long before there was any evidence that I would actually, uh, <laughs> figure out what the heck I'm doing along the way. And, you know, so that, that was kind of the, the impetus for me to get off the road. And, uh, but you know, it was a long winding road, Rob, between those two things, because like I said, I, I had no business sense as a comic. I was in total artist mode and, uh, was through a series of bizarre twists and turns that I ever discovered marketing and let alone copywriting, something that I could really make the use of all my passions and prior experience into something that could actually make good money. Kevin, what is the biggest challenge that companies face in marketing their business online and, you know, creating good content? And how does that strategy differ from, say, a brick and mortar business? Uh, well, it's different in, in regards to the fact that you don't need foot traffic to to make money. Right. So in some ways you could assume, well, it's much easier to get customers because all I have to do is uh, get them into my world and give them some value and then naturally want my stuff. In some ways, it's more competitive depending on what kind of business you're in. Um, but I think to succeed in both areas, you know, you need a really smart plan for everything that can go wrong. You know, you need plan A and plan B for every aspect of your business, certainly for your marketing. And uh, I, I think the one big difference, I guess, as I'm thinking about it, Rob, is that brick and mor mortars have a, a bizarre habit of opening their doors with zero marketing plan whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they wait. They, they just think that everybody in the world's going to fall in love with their pizza. <laughs> Luster wears off. And then now they have to actually fight to, to keep a steady flow of business. And so they run a group on. And they feel like that was a ripoff and, and they just have no marketing whatsoever. Uh, whereas online, I think people are a little bit more marketing savvy. They realize that the business they're in is marketing first and what they're selling is almost secondary to the idea that they have the, the marketing figured out. Kevin, everyone loves Copy Chief now, but what are some of the challenges that you faced in actually launching that business? Well, just getting it open was the biggest challenge. Uh, as a freelance copywriter, freelancers are a tricky bunch. Uh, there's a kind of a weird thing. I, I refer to it as the sickness, <laughs> this concept that as somebody skilled enough to create, you know, write the words that would cause many, many people to, you know, uh, buy a product. Why wouldn't we just take that skill, create our own products and keep all the money? Right. <laughs> uh, but there's just a kind of a strange, unique codependency to that whole relationship that makes freelancing work. You, you almost have to care a little too much to be a great freelancer. And for that same reason, it makes it complicated to break away and create your own stuff. We tend to overthink stuff and, uh, you know, battle ourselves more than the, the typical marketer personality will. So that you know, making that transition from freelancer, from a guy who, you know, made really good money uh, writing campaigns for other people to, you know, having to start from scratch with my own business and learn to sell what I created, which is a very, very different proposition than writing for somebody else. So 
you know, those were the, the big challenge was to just make it happen. And it never would have happened. Yeah, I can point to two or three times along the way where I'm having to learn all this, these tech things and, you know, learn to press all the right buttons and stuff that I just, it's not where I'm naturally inclined to excel. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have good coaches, uh, namely, you know, James Shramko, John Carlton, people telling me, no, you'll do this, you'll figure it out, you know, try to have fun. And once you get there, you'll be glad you stuck to it because you'll have very little competition. And that turned out to be true. Kevin, what can businesses expect after working with you? And what does your own success look like? What rewards do you take away from being an entrepreneur? My goal always is to blow people's minds with value, right? So if somebody comes in to copy chief, I want them going, holy smokes, I, I can't believe this exists. I can't believe you're making it this easy for me to achieve these goals. I'm actually writing copy by having fun and taking what's naturally in my head and getting it out on the page. You know, those are the things that I really strive to help people do because uh, whether you're a freelancer or a product creator, this doesn't have to be that hard. People like to make copywriting into this big, complex, heady proposition, the dark art of persuasion and all this stuff. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of those, those elements do exist, but it, it, it really isn't that complicated. It's just about transferring enthusiasm. So if you can find something you're passionate about and you really believe in the results people can get with it. Writing the copy is actually pretty easy if you have some, some guidance and some, you know, I like to give people templates and formulas, that kind of stuff. Sorry, Kevin, just before attacking the second part of the question, get us into your day-to-day. -day. Does somebody come to you with a loose idea and just ask you to run wild with it and you get back to them with a finished product? No, not at all. No, uh, that's, that's a big misconception of, of how copywriting works. You know, like the, when you hire a copywriter to come into your world, uh, it's, it's a partnership. It's not something, let me just outsource the copy. Even if you have an e-commerce store and your main focus is driving traffic and giving people the products you know they want and making it really easy for them to buy and go through the checkout process, then copy isn't as essential to your, your product, say, if you're launching a course or something, right? But even then, you want a copywriter who really understands and can bring even more to it than you could yourself. But if you're you know, really dedicated to representing yourself and finding a copywriter who represents your voice to the, to the free world, essentially, then that's a partnership in the biggest mistake you could make is just thinking, all right, let me just pay this person a handsome uh, fee and they'll figure it out. They need you. You need to inspire them, get them excited about what you're after. That's the first sale is like sell the copywriter on why what you have is the most badass thing in the world. And, you know, get clarity for yourself on why that's the case. Discover all the true unique benefits and value of it together and then let the copywriter go do their do their magic you know without that chances are you're going to be very disappointed in the in the proposition sure so kevin you create that partnership and you go ahead and you write that copy everyone's happy what does the success look like to you what uh, what rewards are you taking away from it well you know what copywriters want uh, is to see their stuff implemented, right? You, you want to see the thing launch and obviously you want to see it 
create a lot of sales and a lot of success for your client and for yourself, for your reputation. So uh, that's the big reward. Obviously, financially, it's nice to get paid to do something you love. Like when you're first starting out, that's one of the problems as a copywriter is that, you know, people hire you and they pay you a, sort of a lowly sum. And oftentimes, you know, they, they, the stuff never even goes live. People abandon the project or do whatever. And that's one of the most frustrating parts is saying, man, I just I want to know if my stuff works or not. Right. Like I just <laughs> want to see it launched. So a big part of the reward is having having it launch and having people react to it. And that's that's really gratifying to know that, man, you could take, you know, this passion that somebody else had, get passionate about it yourself and then transfer that enthusiasm onto your audience and have them take action. That's pretty awesome. Kevin, you have your own podcast and blog that you use to connect with your audience. But what else are you doing to expand your customer base and what can an aspiring entrepreneur do to gain some traction and expand their own customer base? Well, my favorite things right now are I'm more into social media than I've ever been because I, I just happen to dig all the stuff that's out there right now. Uh, you know, I've been on Facebook for a long time. Uh, I love using video on Facebook. Uh, I have a lot of fun making videos from my car. Uh, and by the way, if you're going to make videos from your car, don't hold the camera. <laughs> a lot of people do that. And they, in the, you know, if, if you're like holding the camera while you drive, all anybody watching it thinking is this person's going to crash. <laughs> and uh, you definitely want to mount the camera. But I like to point that out because people sometimes, you know, get mad at me for making cars in a video. I'm like, the camera's mounted. I promise you I'm not <laughs> touching it. I'm not even looking at it. But um <laughs> but, you know, th those have been surprisingly popular. Uh, I'll tell you a fun thing. You know what I like is like playing around with social media, especially video, because you get a level of engagement that you just don't get other ways. If somebody's that in podcasting, those are two ways that you think about somebody giving you their attention for either two minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes and like listening to your voice and uh, feeling inspired by the things you're saying then, uh, man, like, uh, that is a huge level of, I'm sure you get it all the time, Rob, you know, the feedback you get from the show, um, is like, wow, like, you know, like people really listen and they feel a deep connection to you making because, that real personal connection. That's right. Yeah. That, I mean, for somebody to hand over their ear, ear hole to you for, <laughs> for, for 20, 30 minutes is, is that's man, where, you know, you can't buy that kind of attention. Right. And so, I like to treat people's attention with a lot of respect and, uh, and video is a really fun way to do it. And I've been Snapchatting a lot lately. It's kind of like the hot thing right now. All the, a lot of marketers are talking about it and I've been on for about a couple weeks and it is just, uh, um, it's a little clunky to, to work. The actual interface I think is, is kind of lacking, but you know, the act of it itself, the way you connect with somebody for 24 hours at a time or even one message at a time, it's like having a little mini conversation or touch point throughout the day. And I think it really does create a deeper connection than a lot of other formats. So that's my answer is, you know, use some of the social media apps that you that work for you. There's another one called Anchor now, which is audio. You would dig this. Picture like Twitter for audio, right? So you can just leave an up to up to two minute message or you can ask a question and people will follow you and you can hashtag it. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just another cool way to have a uh, dialogue. And there's something cool about hearing people's voices that, you know, just, again, makes it 
more intimate than just reading their words or something. There, there's, there's no way that for things to get lost in translation. Exactly. Yeah. There's no bravery in that text, right? Yeah, right. So, Kevin, I have actually a bunch of questions here, but I hope that you can wrap them up in a nice, tidy answer. So how important is content creation? How much and how often should we release it? How do keywords impact your content? And what about quantity versus quality? Yeah, those are good questions. I, I would say this. I guess the best way I can answer all those is try different formats, but do not create content based on people's what you assume is people's attention spans. You know, Ramit Sadie, who's a leader in our industry, tells a great story about trying to cater to how he thought people wanted to consume his content. Uh, and, but it just wasn't him and he never felt like he was truly connecting or expressing himself. And he just finally started writing long, long emails because that's how he communicated. He had a lot to say and he never felt like doing it in 500 words was getting it done. And what he discovered was that when he adhered to his instinct that he got much better engagement. Sure, a lot of people left, but that was fine because they were never really going to be his best customers anyway. So the lesson there is when you communicate in a way that's natural for you, you'll naturally attract your best prospects into your business. So, you know, uh, as far as how often, I don't know that it matters whether you do it every day or even once a month, as long as you have some consistency to when you publish new content, you uh, make sure that people are aware of it. So it's as much about marketing that content as it is creating it and, you know, make it super high value, even if it's down and dirty again, like respect people's attention because it's the greatest thing they could pay you up front and they're, you know, they're not uh, loose with it. You know, if you don't win somebody's attention the first few times, they're, they're, they're going to discard you pretty quick. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Thinking about starting your own podcast? You need podcastrepairman.com. Lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? We are currently experiencing technical problems. Please sit You need podcastrepairman.com. Not enough time in your day to produce a great podcast? You need podcastrepairman.com. No matter what your need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com today. Mention Bidzy in your message at podcastrepairman.com and your $295 setup fee will be waived. So Kevin, I've reached a point in our show where we just ask a few lighter questions in order to get to know about the personal interests of our guests. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What type of cell phone do you use? iPhone 6. What type of car do you drive? A Ford Fusion, the, the badass one with all the bells and whistles and the sunroof because I'm a baller. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite <laughs> vacation spot? A favorite? Uh, I love my whole family really loves San Francisco. That's a fun place to be. 
Currently, do you have a favorite book? Currently, my favorite book is Resonate by Nancy Duarte. Do you have a favorite meal? Uh, that would have to be anything Mexican. I love Mexican food. And besides our podcast, do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, my favorite podcast is probably Startup by Alex Bloomberg. It's a podcast about starting a podcast company. And if you go back and listen from the beginning, it's really fascinating to hear him fumble his way through becoming a business owner <laughs> and uh, evolve into a true business owner. And he's an amazing storyteller. So it's a really entertaining podcast. Kevin, I have a bonus question for you that I would not be able to live with myself unless I ask. I love stand-up uh, comedy. I have a favorite stand-up comedian, and I just want to know who is yours. Who is your favorite stand-up comedian? Oh, George Carlin, without a doubt. All right. He's certainly in my top three. Not number one, but he's in my top three. Well, who's your number one? My number one is Doug Stanhope. Really? Wow. Okay. I know Doug. Yeah, I worked with Doug. Kevin, I'm just going to move on here. The next question is this. What is the one thing you would like to share with our listeners about creating content and succeeding as an entrepreneur? Teach. Always be teaching is my motto, ABT. When you teach all the time, you'll never run out of content because if you're an expert, people always have questions for you. So, you know, realize that and just, you know, you're providing value when you're answering common questions. However, if you only teach, you'll earn a teacher's wage. So be sure to teach with a purpose and use the dialogue you create through your teaching to create dynamic offers that people really want from you and it'll change your business. Kevin, what's in store for Copy Chief? What does the future look like for your business? Uh, we're going to continue to create amazing content inside of there and uh, we're going to be holding more workshops. The way I see it expanding is sort of beyond just copywriting. It's more really about messaging and connecting with the audience. So, for instance, we're holding a special blab for the members next week all about podcasting because there's a lot of people in there interested in that. So uh, the way it's going to expand is you're going to see more specialty trainings, but only based on the proven results those tactics are already getting from members of the community. So I love that, that we get to only make trainings based on stuff that we know is working. That's pretty exciting. Sure. So instead of doing that for them, it sounds like uh, through your membership program, you were empowering them to do it for themselves, right? Yeah, we all work together. Uh, and, you know, I, I believe that every business owner is their own best copywriter as long, just so long as they can get out of their way. And you always need other eyeballs looking at your stuff where it just gets too lost and lonely. So uh, that's why the community environment really works well. Last question, Kevin. How can people find you? Copychief.com uh, is the place to go. You, you can – there's a little – uh, mail icon on every page. You could click that and my staff will make sure I see the message. Uh, you can also uh, listen to my podcast, The Truth About Marketing. And uh, I think you'll gain a lot of uh, insights and wisdom from there. Kevin, thank you so much for taking some of your time to spend it with us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thanks. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need, and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. 
Thanks for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how you can grow your small business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.